tune in to Beer Beers and Football every Thursday at 12pm. Hello and welcome to Beer Beards and Football, where football analysis is made easy. I'm your host, Sanlim Zinyane. We're back again. And uh, yeah, in today's episode, we're going to be chopping it up about Nathan Ake and his proposed move to Manchester City. You know, there's a lot that's been going on over the past week, or I should say, since the last time we gave you guys an episode. Uh, we're going to get to the Nathan Ake situation, and we're going to also get to the Jaden Sancho situation, which is obviously building up steam very quickly. Now, Manchester City have reportedly agreed a fee with Bournemouth in the region of £41 million for the left-footed centre-back in Nathan Ake. You know, talks between the two clubs had started before the season had ended and with Bournemouth relegated now, it made finding an agreement for the 25-year-old Netherlands international much, much easier for Manchester City. And uh, considering the fact that there are also quite a few clubs in the market for a centre-back, I feel like £41 million for a centre-back like Nathan Ake would be a coup for Manchester City. Um, Nathan Ake obviously joined Chelsea's youth setup from Feyenoord in 2010 when he was just 15 years old. Uh, he made his first Premier League appearance for Chelsea in 2012 against Norwich City at 17. Ake was then loaned out to Championship Club uh, Reading in 2015 for one month. He was then loaned for a full season in August of the same year to newly promoted Premier League club Watford. And then in 2016, Ake joined AFC Bournemouth on a season-long loan but was later recalled in January by Chelsea. Uh, assuming that I'm sure they had like a couple of injuries in that year in that position, who knows. Uh, he then made a permanent move to AFC Bournemouth in June of 2017, uh, moving from Stamford Bridge. Uh, Ake, honestly in my opinion, would seem to be the perfect player to pair alongside an experienced uh, centre-back in Aymeric Laporte. Uh, you know, solely because he's a composed centre-half who is known for tackling and his calmness on the ball. Yes, you know, a lot of people have argued that his tackles may be a, may be a bit late and, uh, you know, not the type of tackle that you might probably want to see from a centre-back, a, a football intelligence centre-back, obviously in the Premier League considering the fact that uh, the role of the centre-back has changed drastically over the last decade or so, you know, with the likes of Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp introducing the type of centre-back that could know that knows how to play out from the back, is much more composed, doesn't necessarily need to make last-ditch tackles and, because they don't get themselves in that situation to begin with. But, you know, this you, you can't really hate on a traditional classic centre-back in the likes of Nathan Ake, who obviously also knows how to play good football. He's good on the ball. He takes all those types of boxes. So also him being moved into a team where he can be coached by a good player developer in Pep Guardiola would be the right choice for me, I feel, I believe. Because, you know, City have been struggling to find a, 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 a proper replacement for Vincent Company since he left the club. And with that... I feel like £41 million for Nathan Ake, as I said before, would be a great deal. Now, Chelsea had the option to buy back Nathan Ake for £40 million, uh, and they uh, actually had 72 hours after Manchester City had made their initial bid of £41 million to better that, or actually just pay the £40 million, rather, and get their player. But uh, it seems like they have their eyes set somewhere else, although they also are in desperate need of a centre-back as is with many clubs in the Premier League and quite honestly in most leagues. Also, 
This week's quick takes are, you know, Arsenal are said to be nearing the signing of Willian from Chelsea. This is also another very interesting one, especially for Chelsea fans, because Willian was newly, uh, uh, was rather offered a new contract, a two-year contract, with, which is kind of like against Chelsea's uh, business rules, if I may put it that way, because they have, uh, they have a rule, actually, that they don't sign players for more than a year they don't give them uh, uh, more than a year on their contracts when they're over 30 so it, it was interesting for them to offer William a two-year contract uh, it just shows how much they value him as a player and as a senior figure at the club because William has become you know that type of senior figure at Chelsea and they have built up such a great relationship with the player Frank Lampard and him and he is a difference maker. We cannot argue that. I know a lot of Chelsea fans probably don't like him as much as, say, Eden Hazard, you know, but he is a difference maker and he has scored a lot of very important goals for Chelsea. So, you know, to see him turn down the two-year contract really just shows us how much he also sees his own development furthering, you know, at another club probably. And with Arsenal, quite honestly, I don't see that as a bad, as a bad uh, exchange. You know, Arsenal aren't necessarily in dire need in that situ in that uh, position or area in the pitch, but he would be a great addition, you know, to bring on for the likes of Nicolas Pepe and uh, and uh, Obama Yang. If you're if you're gonna be if say you're gonna substitute Lacazette for Willian, I'd shift Obama Yang into the middle and play Willian off on the side, and that's still a very very dangerous trio, you know. So it would give them a very good option to bring off the bench or even just start the game and bring on someone as potent like a Lacazette later on in the match. So you know, Arsenal obviously are also another club in search of a centre back. Uh, but you know, William would definitely be a, a coup for them, irrespective of his age. He's still a very, very good footballer. Now, heading over to Old Trafford, the theatre of dreams. A lot of interesting things are happening there. Uh, we're being told that uh, Manchester United are in advanced talks to lure B Borussia Dortmund winger Jaden Sancho to Old Trafford. Uh, personal terms are, are, have reportedly been agreed and a deal with regards to payment structure is the only thing holding the deal back. Uh, but it is expected to go through, hopefully by the end of the week. Um, wow, this would be arguably the biggest, biggest transfer signing in the whole window. Jaden Sancho, 20 years of age, phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. It's just amazing. You know he he would definitely bring a different dynamic to Manchester United's attack something that they have been lacking you know uh, uh, definitely Anthony Martial knows how to run at defenders with the ball and dribble and has those types of you know I'd say comparable statistics with Jadon Sancho but Jadon Sancho just seems to be on a whole nother level when it comes to that he's nimble on the ball he knows how to run with the ball at, with, at his feet he has a, loads of pace He's a strong footballer, having played at Borussia Dortmund for a couple of years now at the highest level. He's participated in the Champions League and made the difference for them at the highest stages. 20 goals, uh, 19 assists in the last season. That's a great return for a 20-year-old and he definitely has a high ceiling. Still lots more to learn. And with the likes of of Anthony Martial and, uh, and um, Marcus Rashford, he can definitely learn from those types of players as well and just provide a different kind of attacking outlet for Manchester United to bring on. But I see him as a starter. I mean, you're not going to be paying 120 million, uh, 120 million pounds or euros. I'm not really sure for him and then you're just going to put him on the bench now the debate 
on all social media platforms amongst Manchester United fans has been who sits it out. You know, who sits out? If you're gonna bring in if you're gonna bring in Jaden Sancho, you have to play him. Who sits out? And uh, you know, amongst pundits, the consensus has been that Mason Greenwood, him being a fledgling and you know, kind of finding his feet at the at the at the at the stage that he's in right now. He would sit a couple of games out, but I kind of disagree because that would be kind of detrimental to his growth. We've been seeing a lot of growth from him and I feel like it's pivotal now going into next season for him to get game time, for him to be experienced, for him to play alongside the likes of, you know, Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba and have that link up understanding just to make it easier for them to work. Because for me, I see Mason Greenwood as a world beater in, in the near future. And with him in the team, Jaden Sancho, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, that's definitely potent. Now, how do you play a trio? Because we all know Manchester United also like to have a trio in front. So how do you play them? For me personally, fight me if you will, Manchester United fans. But I have Marcus Rashford on the left, I have Jaden Sancho on the right, and I bring Mason Greenwood into the middle. I know Anthony Martial, 20 goals this season, same number as, uh, as Marcus Rashford, phenomenal footballer. But the inconsistencies in his performances for me would be the defining factor with regards to him sitting out. Because, you know, at a top club like Manchester United, you want to be performing week in, week out, no excuses. And even Manchester United fans will agree the fact that Anthony Martial hasn't been the consistent provider that we have all thought, that we all thought he was going to be, you know, but it happens. And you would argue that Marcus Rashford also hasn't been showing glimpses, but we also need to remember that Marcus Rashford this season was consistent and this was kind of considered his breakout season if you will because he hasn't really been given that much opportunity in the past with managers like Jose Mourinho, Louis van Gaal who I assume promoted him into the first team he was also still coming into the fray so seeing him come in now under a manager like Ole Gunnar who seems to be finding you know his kind of balance with regards to the team and the setup that he likes um so it would be definitely interesting to see how they line up with uh, 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 another weapon in the arsenal such as Jaden sancho another team also in dire need of a center back to pair up with with harry maguire sorry with harry maguire but obviously chris smalling returned from his loan deal at roma so for me personally i would kind of wait it out you know see how that goes how that partnership goes harry maguire quiz chris smalling a lot of experience between the two and we have to be honest chris smalling has gained a lot of experience playing in italy a defensive league as it's been known and he's become a better defender he had a very impressive season so i would pair those two together and see how that kind of brews and grows does it grow into a perfect partnership and does that also kind of give david de gea the kind of um positivity and and confidence rather that he needs to be at the top of his game because manchester playing for manchester united as we all know is no easy is no easy job so everybody needs to be on their air game i'd give chris smalling a chance just to see how things work out he's come back from italy better defender we'd see how that goes and if it if it doesn't work out you have an opportunity in january you've made your decision and to be quite honest there aren't really that many defenders in the market right now you know top quality center backs a lot of people will argue kulabali kulabali he probably would like to you know see a different posture but he's 29 years old and to be signing him for 
as Nias makes no difference, 100 million pounds is a bit tricky. You know, Manchester United have that in their coffers, but I don't think that they'd be willing to spend that now in the middle of a coronavirus. They'd rather spend it on a, a, a young talent in the like of Jaden Sancho. Um, yeah, that was our Nathan Ake, Jaden Sancho, uh, you know, transfer update. Uh, for this week's episode of transfer talk make sure that you tune in next week again we'll have another episode for you probably kind of clarifying what's happened with the Jaden sancho deal did it go through didn't it go through uh what are the figures uh what do we expect what are the projected numbers that we expect Jaden sancho to come up with and that sort of stuff so another thing really just want to say thank you to everybody who's been showing us support um you know tuning into uh beer beards and football interview with diniko that's been going very well big shout out to our guests as well uh yeah so beer beards and football transfer talk signing up thank you <laughs>